Hello, this is the bulletin for Wednesday the 9th of February. Uh, a couple of things for you today, both um, slightly technical, I'm afraid. Uh, one about Hong Kong, one about Germany. Let's start with Hong Kong. We've now had most of January's foreign reserves data for Asia, and it generally shows modest falls, which is what you'd expect when dollar strengthens and asset prices fall. But to recap, uh, China's reserves were down 0.9%. Japan's were down 1.4%, South Korea down only 0.3%, thanks to some very active switching out of bonds and into deposits. Uh, Indonesia down 2.5%, uh, which includes some foreign debt repayment. And Singapore, well done, managed a 0.1% rise. Today, we had Hong Kong, which reported reserves down 0.9%, i.e. pretty much in line with what we've seen elsewhere and exactly in line with what we've seen from China. But there are a couple of problems. First, January's loss comes after a year of near stasis in reserves, with the result that the reserves are now falling in year-on-year -year terms. Now, this is only marginal, but it's also very rare for Hong Kong and shows that Hong Kong has received negligible reserves inflow from the global QE that we saw this time around, which was in stark contrast to a reserves bonanza that Hong Kong saw in 2009-2010. The second problem is this, that the Hong Kong dollar is run as a currency board, which means in theory, if foreign reserves fall, then the net Hong Kong dollar clearing balance of the banking system or currency issue has to shrink too. In simple terms, the impact of falling foreign reserves is sharper in Hong Kong than you'll see in most Asian economies. And actually, if you look in um, the monetary numbers in Hong Kong, in November, Hong Kong's M0, the narrowest gauge, grew only 1.7% year-on-year. And in December, Hong Kong dollar M3 grew only 1.5%. And there is this third consequence. Hong Kong's continuing liquidity is increasingly being underwritten by China. We have the net international breakdown of Hong Kong's Hong Kong Bank's uh, net in international position only up to October but what it shows is consistent with the rising pressure. Hong Kong's bank's total net assets fell by 51 billion US dollars year on year in October to 327 billion. But its position with China fell 41 billion to a net liability of 28 billion. A net liability, that is, not a net asset. And my bet is that this net liability, i.e. the amount that China is pumping into Hong Kong, will be much greater by January. Again, having a net liability position to China is very rare for Hong Kong. And remember, back in 2014, it had net assets in China of 335 billion US dollars. The last time it had a net liability position to China was back in, well, 2008-2009. What this adds up to is Hong Kong's increased financial vulnerability to A, a strengthened dollar, B, any tightening in China, plus, of course, any feedback in loss of confidence. And actually, that's quite a lot of vulnerability to take into the, uh, into the coming situation. Finally, a quick word about Germany's December trade numbers, which were reported today. Exports were up 15.6% year-on-year, imports up 27.7% year-on-year. Pretty good, eh? But those numbers are largely a function of movements in trade prices. 
deflating, deflating them back to volume terms, exports were up just 4.2% year-on-year, imports were up 3.1%. The impact of Germany's 10.9% year-on-year deterioration in its terms of trade comes out, of course, in the trade balance. And we saw um, Germany's surplus shrink by 8.1 billion euros year-on-year to just 7 billion euros. That's the lowest total since April 2021, and less than half the monthly average of 14.4 billion seen in 2021. As I argued in an earlier episode, traders can fight hard against the serious terms of trade decline for only so long, and Germany certainly struggled hard. But it looks like, in this case, time is up. So we should expect continuing weakness in its trade surplus in the months to come. That's it for today. I hope you found it useful.